Hey, everybody. How's it going? Uh, welcome to the show, sponsored by GorisNexus.com. And, uh, of course, please check out our friend Bobby in Fairly Decent Golf. You've got a TikTok page. Uh, if you got an account, if you got one for Instagram, check it out there. YouTube, Bobby's all over the place. He's carrying our merch. He's got two new shirt designs that are up there. So if you're interested in uh, embracing the decimation of your asshole on, on horseback, I highly recommend checking out these shirts. Again, it's a play on words from something that Christopher came up with a couple of years ago, and we've just ran with it since now. Um, yeah. Did you read the indictment? Is Christopher's name today? Uh, we will we will get into that in short order. Uh, not to worry, we're going to get into that um, and what that may or may not mean going forward. Uh, a bit of sad news to start the show, and I'm not being facetious either. If those of you I know, Lexi, bless her heart, got like I had already been. I was already familiar with Cormac McCarthy because of The Road. I read The Road. I haven't seen the movie yet. I saw the movie for No Country for Old Men. Then I read the book. Uh, like, here's the thing: for those of you that have watched No Country for Old Men, Anton Chigurh, who is the main antagonist in the film, in the story, period. I don't know. Like, when I read the book now, when I see or interact with his character, the actors who I see in my mind, and they perfectly casted that 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 film, in my opinion. It was wonderfully done. It's an excellent, uh, it's an excellent film. Uh, even better read, of course. And when it comes to the road, I, I went into this a little bit. McCarthy had just become a dad when he was uh, finishing up the road, and a lot of critical, uh, I guess you could say critics, not critical, but a lot of critics said that because he became a dad, he backed off on finishing the book to uh, with its natural conclusion which is very nihilistic very nihilistic um but uh it's a great ending it's a great story altogether uh i again i haven't i haven't watched the film i've only read the book it's fantastic now here's lexi got me to read blood meridian okay blood meridian had they've attempted to make this film several times and it's too violent like it's a if i want to if, if there's always only one director who'd be able to tackle this and I'm not making a joke, it's Quentin Tarantino. It's that level of violence, that level of grotesque violence. Uh, and it's a phenomenal book. I mean, it's, uh, it's a five out of five highly recommend. If you haven't read it yet, please do. Uh, there's even the audio book version is out there. Uh, Cormac McCarthy, one of the a real Titan of American literature, one of the best writers in the last 100 years, and uh, we finally, you know, we finally lost him. And I was a little bit sad when I found out that Cormac has left this, uh, this earth. You know, some say that he was the best writer on the American West. Um, that's up to you to decide. But um, I, I could tell you reading a lot of like, I mean, if, when you think of great American authors, and of course, everybody has their biases, right? And I'm not one of these, you know, nose in the air kind of people like well if you haven't read this one of the greatest writers of the 19th century if not the greatest american writer of the 19th century is definitely mark twain okay 100 uh, if not the greatest the 20th century we have so many great authors but for me the best were definitely ernest hemingway 100 uh, percent. Uh, one of the greats yeah 
uh, Ray and I were discussing how when, you know, the way he writes in such short sentences, but yet still you can, you know, her quote was, you can still smell the pine needles and for whom the bell tolls the way he describes things, the way he writes. Uh, and that's truly a talent that very few of us have. That's why it's always such a pleasure to read, uh, read his work again in for whom the bell tolls wasn't even my favorite book. My favorite book by him obviously is a farewell to arms because it takes place during the first world war based on his experiences as an ambulance driver for the Italians when they were fighting the Austro-Hungarians and later on the Germans in, in the first world war. And Ernest was also in Italy, uh, not, not only Italy, but he was also in Spain during um, the civil war. So he was a man of adventure. He was always out there doing stuff. Like, I mean, he was an absolute titan of literature, a wonderful writer. Most people read Old Man in the Sea in high school. That's one of those, like those assigned readings that a lot of students get in Old Man in the Sea. It's a great, it's <laughs> again, another great one. But for me, it was always going to be a farewell to arms and for whom the bell tolls. But Cormac McCarthy, um, along with Kurt Vonnegut, I mean, obviously, I am a, I am a, acolyte of kurt vonnegut i find him to be uh i don't know he's my favorite author american author but uh you know that aside cormac mccarthy i feel like is sometimes overlooked and i'm glad that a lot of people got into the film the road and then started reading his books or even with no country for no for for old men and maybe started reading his books but if you haven't read blood meridian i i, I cannot give it a higher recommendation it is brutal it is hard to get through. It's extremely nihilistic. Um, the, I'm just going to give you a spoiler. There is no silver lining in this book. Okay, there is no silver lining. There is in the road. The road ends in in a very positive way. Doesn't happen in Blood Meridian. Bl Blood Meridian is very nihilistic. Um, I would say that No Country for Old Men kind of ends. I wouldn't say nihilistic, but it's definitely pessimistic. It's very sad at the end. Um, but Anton Chigurh is one of those classic antagonists, the personification of death that keeps marching at you no matter what you do. He's the equivalent of the zombie in George A. Romero's work, uh, the, the unstoppable march of death that's coming for you um, with its own set of morals and code. It's I love No Country for Old Men. It's excellent work. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, sorry, I'm sorry that he passed. Uh, it's it That's truly is sad. is a, is a great loss uh, for American literature and those of us who really enjoyed, you know, the art that he produced for us, the images, the stories, the characters, the development of characters. You know, I um, uh, I, I it can't be said enough. He will be missed, and I hope that he rests in eternal glory for what he's done for those of us for storytelling. Um, one of the best to ever do it, ever. So rest in peace, Cormac McCarthy. You are missed already. Uh, hate to start it off that way, but unfortunately, the good, the bad, the ugly, all that good stuff. I mean, it's just part of this journey that we're on, unfortunately. So um, happy trails, Cormac. Nothing but the best. Now, getting interesting here. Let's talk about the big news. Someone got indicted. Okay. Someone got indicted, and by someone I mean Donald John Trump was indicted on 31, on, was it 38 counts? Is it 38 counts? 37, 37, 37 counts, okay? 37 separate charges. Let's get into those charges, shall we? All okay. Right? Okay, so the Espionage Act slash unauthorized retention of national defense information. 
Jesus fucking Christ. You have got to be kidding me. I'm not kidding you. Did you see the pictures of the files in like his bathroom? No, I didn't. There were boxes, like copier paper boxes filled with documents, like stacked up. Now they were that's why he got prosecuted. You left them in the shitter. If you leave them in your Corvette in a locked garage, like Joseph R. Biden did, it's oh, well, you know, it's it's in the garage. It's locked. It's fine. It's been in a Corvette. Nobody's gonna bother looking. Now he's got to move him because you brought up his dirty little secret. Um, but yeah, check this out. Okay, he is charged with 31 counts of violating part of the Espionage, Espionage Act that bars willful retention of national defense information by someone not authorized to have it. Such information is defined as any document, writing, code book, signal book, sketch, photograph, photographic negative blueprint plan, map, model, instrument, appliance, or note relating to the national defense or information relating to the national defense, which information the possessor has reason to believe could be used to the injury of the United States with the advantage of any foreign nation. Well, now I wonder how he feels about uh, that Chelsea Handler and also, uh, you know, uh, Snowden and others where uh. he's like, oh, they're traitors to america yeah they possess documents they should not have but then on the other token of that they're now setting legal precedent and so anything moving forward right if he is you know obviously he's been indicted or whatever on whatever i don't know all Mm -hmm. the details but everybody else better watch their fucking ass because what's good for the goose is good for the gander at this point you got that right that's that's my point exactly is now the floodgate has been opened and you know i understand that the potential punishment if there were war plans would be execution for treason i i don't think there's a you know a snowball's chance in hell that this man is put up uh, against the wall and executed for his crimes but he could be in jail for the rest of his life um so it's a good thing he ran that nft thing that he did uh where he sold nft cards of himself it's also good that he's been running for president with his war chest because he's going to need a lot of money to fight this in court. Um, so, yeah. So technically, that information does not have to be classified. But in practice, the law is almost exclusively used to prosecute retention of classified material. In Trump's case, prosecutors say that all but one of the 31 documents he's charged with illegally retaining were marked as classified as secret or top secret level. The unmarked document concerned military contingency planning According to the indictment, that's a big whoops. A conviction does not require any evidence of a desire to disseminate the classified information. Having it in an unauthorized location is just enough. But the crime requires a willful mishandling of material the possessor has no reason to believe could be used to to the injury of the United States or to the advantage of any foreign nation. Charges are generally not brought without some aggravating factor making clear that the retention was not accidental, such as evidence of intent to share the information, signs of disloyalty to the U.S. government, or simply the volume of documents taken. Unlike other government employees, the president does not go through a security clearance process. I want you to think about that. Unlike other government employees, the president of the United States does not go through a security clearance process that includes a pledge to follow classification rules. 
but Trump received requests from the National Archives and Records Administration and subpoenas from the Justice Department indicating that the documents in question were classified and needed to be returned to the U.S. government. Prosecutors say he instead sought to hide them from federal investigators, and while the president can declassify most information, there is a process for doing so. According to the indictment, Trump twice showed classified information to others, once while he was saying that the document was still classified and lamenting that he no longer had the power to declassify it. Okay, it gets better. Conspiracy to obstruct justice. Trump is charged with one count of conspiring with NALTA to hide classified material from federal investigators by lying to the FBI about what was found at Mar-a-Lago and moving boxes of documents out of a storage unit before agents searched his home. Trump specifically is accused of suggesting that one of his attorneys lied to the FBI to help or hide or destroy documents. Tampering with grand jury evidence. Face two counts of trying to keep evidence out of grand jurors' hands, one count of withholding classified uh, documents, and one of corruptly concealing them. As part of these charges, Trump is accused of trying to persuade one of his attorneys to help conceal the documents, while Nauta is accused of hiding the evidence by moving boxes of classified documents. Concealing evidence in a federal investigation for the same alleged conduct of hiding these classified informations at Mar-a-Lago, Trump separately faced, faces a count of concealing evidence with intent to obstruct FBI investigation. False statements. Uh, Trump faces one count of scheming to make false statements for allegedly hiding from the FBI and the grand jury that the former president still had classified documents in his possession. Trump faces a separate count for causing his attorney to falsely claim in June of 2022 that all classified documents in the former president's possession have been handed over in response to a subpoena according to the indictment. Here are the penalties that Mr. Trump could potentially face. Maximum punishment for each count of unlawful retention of national defense information is 10 years in prison. Conspiracy to obstruct justice, <coughs> tampering with grand jury evidence, and concealing evidence in a federal investigation all carry punishments up to 20 years. Each false statement charge is punishable by up to five years in prison. If Trump was convicted on all charges, the sentences could cons uh, run consecutively, amounting to hundreds of years in prison. But federal defendants are rarely given the maximum possible punishment. He does not face any mandatory minimum sentences. Sentences in unlawful retention cases widely vary, depending in part on how sensitive material is, how much of it there is, and how long the person held onto it and or his or her cooperation with investigators. Defense Department employee Manila, who took home a small amount of secret level information to work on a classified thesis project, served only three months behind bars. Kenneth Wayne Ford Jr., who was found guilty at trial of bringing home national defense information after leaving the National Security Agency and lying about the case, received a six-year sentence. A former NSA contractor who, over two decades, amassed a huge trove of highly sensitive material, including hacking tools and details of overseas operations, was sentenced to nine years. A Navy sailor who took pictures of classified areas of a nuclear-powered submarine and then destroyed the evidence was sentenced to a year in prison for retention and obstruction. Trump later pardoned him. Retired General David Petraeus was given probation after pleading guilty to sharing classified information with his biographer, who he was fucking, by the way. Um, his wife was not pleased with that one. At the time, the crime of mishandling classified information as opposed to national defense information was a misdemeanor, maximum punishment of a year behind bars. 
he became a, it became a felony during Trump's presidency. Um, so with that being said, Mr. Trump, like Angel said, if this goes through, is going to be setting a massive precedent going forward. Um, because so far we've found that damn near every president, former president, blah, 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 has mishandled classified information or had it outside of a sealed or secure area. Um, we'll see what happens. Again, Joseph R. Biden had shit in his didn't he he admitted that it was locked up in his garage in in a fucking corvette yeah but see here here's (laughs) i mean i just i was kind of skimming through this indictment i pulled it up yeah he's a fucking moron we know that like a hundred percent he's just an entitled motherfucker who who has been ordering people around the majority of his life and is surrounded by yes men mm-hmm. and has been surrounded by yes men and he's just done whatever the fuck he wants so he thought he could continue to do that i suppose and then he put these documents were everywhere including in, in mar-a-lago right mm-hmm. um where staff at mar-a-lago was holding the boxes like for him moving them deciding which boxes go to storage which boxes stay there one of the boxes or a a pack of boxes you know stacked on top of each other fell over classified documents all over the fucking place (laughs) the mar-a-largo employee employee takes a picture of it and sends it to people and it literally is classified documents like it says classified all over them and (laughs) this regular fucking person who's just trying to do their job right is like this i i went you know and this is what i saw in this room like I don't know that these fell over <laughs> and he took a picture of it and sent it because he doesn't give a shit what's in those boxes, right? No, not at all. Like he's just trying to do his fucking job and get a paycheck. Mm-hmm. It, it And then they were stored in places where there were parties. <laughs> so being that it's inside a car that's locked in a locked garage that only Biden had access to, it's a little bit different, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... He really fucked himself over here. And then he went around touting fucking bullshit to other people that was top secret, showing them stuff that he shouldn't have because he didn't have fucking clearance. <laughs> I mean, what are we talking about here? Yep. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, um, you know, here's the thing, too. So I got some poll information for you guys. OK, we're still a long way out from the election in this in these united states of america okay but at this point as of today which is the the 14th of june in the year of our lord 2023 the <laughs> the the republican contest trump is at 52 percent and desantis is at 21.6 which tells me that republicans don't give a fuck about winning an election at all because this guy is not like if you compare like people are like well you know I, you, things were better before but like it doesn't matter 
it doesn't matter. Him running with a criminal record is not is is going to be hard to pull off. It's going to be hard to pull off. Captain Ron, Lord Commander Ron DeSantis, King of all the Floridas, whom I if, if again put everything aside, put ideology aside, no matter where you are on the spectrum. Ron DeSantis versus Joseph R. Biden, I feel, is a much closer contest than Donald John Trump versus Joseph R. Biden. Okay? Two old fucking white guys duking it out for the second time. Okay? If this is the best you people can do, then it really doesn't matter who wins. It really doesn't. It's more of the same. We're going to be in the same fucking spot no matter what. Okay? Ideology aside... I know some of you are, you know, beholden to ideology, you know, to political parties the way I am connected to my ball bag, like, like very, very strongly. And it's a very intimate relationship. I get it. But it's fucking crazy. It's crazy that both parties like what is it? Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He's he's wants the primary Joe Biden. Let's go ahead and take a look at the stats as of today. Right now, this is from Quinnipiac. These are polls, USA Today polls. Joseph R. Biden is up 63.6% amongst Democrats to, to um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., 16%. Guys, this is, if, it, if it turns out this way, now, I don't know. I'm not 100% familiar with the legality of a convicted felon, a federally convicted felon running for president. I know that uh, Vivek, uh, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy, yes, uh, our Ohio native uh, son who is running for president on a Republican ticket, said that if he wins, he would pardon President Trump. Vivek, I know you listen to this program because you're, you're a Buckeye. You're a true son of Ohio. Do not do that. You're not helping yourself. It's not going to be a good look. Um, Run on the ticket with Captain Ron and try to figure it out from there. Uh, Mike Pence is running for president, too, as if we needed more of that. So, great. So we have the same fucking actors, minus one or two. What is it? Vivek and Robert Kennedy Jr. running for president. Both of them are polling below 20% in the respective party caucuses. So chances are we're going to be looking at a replay of the 2020 which is fuck is amazing it is amazing which should tell you a few things one there's no sucker like the american voter Mm -hmm. two if you really think joe biden is running the show i mean i have oceanfront property in fucking new mexico to sell you okay you are out of your mind okay much like joseph is Mr. Biden, the president of the United States, has dementia. He has no idea what's he going on. He needs to be wrangled by the Easter Bunny. <laughs> I'll never for, Christ's sake, for Christ's right. sake, he needs to be wrangled by the Easter Bunny. Yeah. Chris and I... Hey, Joe, over here. <laughs> he was talking about Afghanistan, and they were like, uh, go bring him in. He's talking to the press again. You know, um, speaking of the White House... Uh, you know, people jizzing in their pants, excuse my language, over the sacredness of the White House and, of course, the January 6th um, Second Civil War insurrectionists um, uh, who tried to stop democracy, um, 
one on the sacred halls of Das Kapitol. Also, I wonder if there is any outrage. This was great. Now, some of you might be like, oh, well, why do you care about this? Well, I mean, there were kids at this thing. Okay? Not a good look. White House bans three guests after topless video at Pride Party. So they brought out the red carpet or the rainbow colored carpet with the extra brown and the pink, white, and pink trans. Anyway, the flag gets bigger every time. There's they keep adding stuff to it, and pretty much they're gonna have to come up with a second flag, or you know, bisect it into two different sections of the flag. You know, where you get this half, which has got the new stuff, and the rainbow half, which has the the original stuff. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't. I, it's hard to keep up with it. But I mean, whatever. I'm not upset about that. I, but I, I'm not actually I'm not upset about any of this. I just think it's not your best look for your movement. Three guests at the White House LGBTQ plus pride party on Saturday have been banned from future events after posing topless on the South Lawn. Okay. Okay. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre described these behaviors as unacceptable and unfair to others. You know you fucked up when Joe Biden's press secretary has to kindly ask you not to return. You know what I mean? There were, I mean... I would have found it funny if she would have brought her dick out, right? So here, here's the whole thing about this. Like, their whole, like, everybody's okay with all of this shit until they're fucking presented with it, right? Presented with the tits? Yeah, like, it's <laughs> like, you know, that, oh, well, we support this and we, th- then why don't you support the titties? You know, like, it just goes to show you that these people really don't give a shit because now they're actually like discriminating against these people Mm -hmm. by banning them for doing whatever it was that they were doing yeah and (laughs) i think it's funny no it's great It it gets better angel so here we go let's dive into this uh into this mess let's get into the muff deep in the muff i mean rough muff, you know what i mean muff cabbage muff yeah your muff, <laughs> yeah, muff, muff cabbage, cabbage. <laughs> oh man it's a white house south lawn thing you wouldn't understand right rose montoya a trans woman influencer and advocate i hate the word influencer now with the fire of a hundred what sons. does that even mean it, it, you're not doing anything you're it, it means you're famous for being on social media right and i'm not talking about as a chef i'm talking about a as a trans woman excuse me you're you're essentially famous for being a do nothing i'm fucking up on social media right right i'm telling you man like i know how to do a lot of shit and like i'm fucking like i I don't i don't know how anything works no (laughs) no (laughs) that's all i'm gonna say let's continue well if you go to the white house and you pull your dick out angel you might be a popular influencer okay pull that they them pp out yeah i need to female penis in response uh, princess wand princess princess wand there you go miss montoya said being topless in washington was legal and she and she had no intention of being vulgar Miss Montoya posted a 58-second video of the White House event, which included a moment where she is seen topless with her hands over her chest next to two shirtless trans men. Are we topless at the White House? Question mark. Someone says off camera. Miss Jean-Pierre said Tuesday it was unfair to the hundreds of attendees 
who were there to celebrate their families. This behavior is inappropriate and disrespectful for any event at the White House. It is not reflective of the event we hosted to celebrate LGBTQI plus families and other hundreds of guests who were in attendance. Individuals in the video will not be invited to future events. See, if if, if uh, Donald Trump wins re-election and he's not in jail, I would invite these people back and I'd be like, listen, on one condition, not only you got to have your tits out, but cocks and balls, ladies. I want lady cocks and balls bouncing around the South Lawn and I want you to chant my name, Donald Trump, USA. <laughs> that would be a fucking win. If I was Mr. Trump, Mr. Trump, if you're listening to the show, please. Do as do do as I suggest. I'm telling you, it's a real win. It'll really indebt you with the LGBTQAI plus community. Miss Montoya's video also featured U.S. President Joseph R. Biden and First Lady Jill Philadelphia Girl Biden, which makes her even more intolerable. All right. Speaking at the podium and later greeting Miss Montoya after backlash online, Miss Montoya shared a TikTok video in which she questioned why her chest was now seen by some as inappropriate when she said before she came out as transgender, it was not. <clears throat> My trans masculine friends were showing off their top surgery scars and living in joy, and I wanted to join them, she said. And because it's perfectly within the law of Washington, D.C., I decided to join them and cover my nipples just to play it safe. In the video caption, free the nipple, she added, I was simply living my joy and my truth and existing in my body hundreds of guests were in attendance in the event which the white house said was the largest pride party ever hosted at the official home and office of the president so man tits out not a good move according to the administration so don't do that again now I want to switch gears real quick. Now, Angel, you're, are you a Starbucks fan? You consider yourself a Starbucks fan? I like some things. Um, I like some drinks from Starbucks. Like, they have the nitro uh, cold brews, mm-hmm. which are pretty good. Um, you know, if you want to, like, pick me up in the afternoon, um, nice to drink. And, like, if you sure. get certain ones, they're, they're not too high in calories, but they have a lot of caffeine. And you can you can drink a little bit and be like, all right, this is good, right? Okay. Um, how so, yeah. power you and, it, and if you don't like and if you don't like the taste of it and you want it to enter your bloodstream quicker you can butt chug it <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were going to say inject it but all right fair enough inject no, no, it no. in your ass yeah butt chug it <laughs> yeah butt chug it <laughs> well would you feel differently both of you guys who are starbucks uh you enjoy their products if you found out that they were racist against white people i'm not surprised that they are <laughs> Let's get into that one. We got two Starbucks stories today. Uh, both of them not good looks, I guess, uh, depending on your perspective. Starbucks says it fi- it fired her for an absence of leadership. She says <coughs> it was because of her race. A jury returned with a whopping almost $26 million verdict in her favor. White people, this is your cue. There's money out there. I was just thinking this. Okay. With all of the shit. Yeah. Like that people put up with sometimes. And this is very small in comparison. Yeah. <laughs> so let's dive into the muff once again. All right. Uh, into the breach of your friends once more. Starbucks regional director Shannon Phillips sued the company for wrongly firing her, claiming she was terminated for being white. Phillips, who worked for Starbucks for about 13 years and managed a region of stores in the area, was fired after the arrest of two black men at a Philadelphia Starbucks in 2018. 
The New Jersey jury returned a verdict of $25.6 million, including $25 million for punitive damages and six hundred dollars in compensatory damages. According to the consul Matt Matiasi uh, Law, which represents Phillips, the jury ruled unanimously after a six-day trial, the lawyer said, noting that Phillips was also, would also be seeing back and front pay. Back and front, baby. You got to have them both. Starbucks said it is disappointed in the decision and is evaluating its next steps, spokesperson J.C. Anderson told CNN. The week's verdict is the latest development in an incident that has sparked protests and outrage in 2018. The two men were asked to leave the coffee shop after sitting at a table without ordering anything. If you do that at a fucking Denny's, they'll remove you. Just saying. Just fucking saying. Let's not get cute. If you sit at a fucking Denny's counter and don't order a coffee, you're fucking out the door. If you just sit there and, and, and scratch your, your man tits, you know, because you just got kicked out of the White House and you want to have a good scratch on your, your, your female penis, no coffee, no, no drink, no nothing, no food, you're fucking out. Denny's won't put up with your bullshit. Waffle House, I mean, I think they might shoot you. I'm, I'm just saying. They'd be like, you're fucking or, or at least put some cigarettes out on your arm. Right, yeah. There, there will be a penalty forthcoming. No question. Yeah. yeah. Um, it maybe, maybe, get, maybe get a chair thrown at your head. Maybe a chair. It depends on the shift because, uh, you know, third shift folk are a little bit hard. They go hard in the paint. You know what they do. I mean, they put up with a lot of shit. This week's verdict, obviously, talking about the 2018 African-American folks that were asked to leave because they didn't order anything. The men who declined to leave because they were waiting for a business associate were escorted out of the coffee shop in handcuffs after a store manager called police on them. They later reached settlement agreements with Starbucks in the city of Philadelphia. In the lawsuit first filed in 2019, Phillips said the company discriminated against her because of her race when she was let go. The 2019 complaint said that she was fo- that following the arrest, Starbucks took steps to punish white employees who had not been involved in the arrests, but who worked in and around the city of Philadelphia in an effort to convince the community that it had properly responded to the incident. Phillips, who at the time oversaw areas including Philadelphia, said that Starbucks had ordered her to place a white employee on administrative leave as part of these efforts due to alleged discriminatory conduct, which Phillips said she knew was inaccurate. After Phillips tried to defend the employee, the company let her go. The reason for termination, according to the complaint, was that the situation was not recoverable. The complaint argued that it was a pretext for race discrimination, adding that Phillips' race was a motivating and or determining factor in Starbucks' discriminatory treatment. Starbucks, which denied the claims at the time, said in 2021 court filing after the incident, quote, senior leaders and members of partner resources all observed Ms. Phillips demonstrate the complete absence of leadership during this crisis. Phillips, the company argued, appeared overwhelmed and lacked awareness on how critical the situation had become. Phillips' manager ultimately decided to dismiss her because strong leadership was essential during that time, according to the document. Well, the courts disagree. I guess so. I guess so. So that's a payoff for you there. All right. Very interesting. Let's let's switch it up a little bit. Now, I don't know about you, but we've been told that it is Pride Month. What kind of pride? You know what kind of pride. It's June. Fun time. It's Taco Bell Pride Month, <laughs> um, which is for all the people. Okay. No, not really. It's Pride Month. Um, all of the companies, including Raytheon and Lockheed Martin, 
They uh, painted rainbows on their bombs that they drop on innocent people all over the world. It, it means a lot to the victims to know. Absolutely. That they, to know uh, it's a day of visibility before death. That's right. As the bombs drop on them, you know? That's right. Diversity, equity, and inclusion, including in war. Um, if you're, if you are a, uh, radical, I K I A that's right. <laughs> yeah. So let's say that you, you know, you're, uh, a moderate Muslim jihadist, part of the junior varsity team, like Barack Obama said, ISIS was back in 2014. And let's say you want to avoid being uh, murder faced by the U S government. All you have to do is say, listen, I'm, I'm Muslim, but I'm also homosexual. In which case, you will be given a fast track to citizenship, absolved of any crimes, and in fact, uh, you will be given a stipend of $500,000 a year. I, I've heard this is a rumor. I can't confirm it, but my source says that this, in fact, did happen. And there's lots of gay Muslims out there, so there's hope for you yet. You won't get bombed, but if you aren't one of these folks, you're going to get a rainbow bomb up your fucking ass, let me tell you right now. However, there seems to be a bit of a backlash coming, Okay. Starbucks is pulling back from the trans and diversity advocacy. Now, Angel, does this change your uh, desire to have yourself a cold brew on a day where you're dragging ass a little bit? You're like, you know what? You're not all on board the pride uh, train. I'm going to have to go to Speedway and get myself a fuckachino with about 30 cups of sugar. No, it doesn't. No. Because you know what? Companies have no business inserting themselves into politics. I couldn't agree with you more. Couldn't so agree with you more. I'm going to go and get my like, cold brew. Just sell me fucking coffee. Right. I just want a <laughs> cup of coffee. Just sell me coffee. Do you know how like, expensive <laughs> like, as it were anyway? I don't need all that extra shit. <laughs> right. You know, I yeah. like, I just want to get the fucking nitro cold brew and get on with my fucking afternoon. You know, I don't give a shit about the person giving it to me. I just want to make sure that it tastes good and it, the, it's right. Outside of that, I do not give a shit about Starbucks. Now, <laughs> except would, for when I want coffee. <laughs> would you feel better if your cold brew was served to you by a topless trans woman? Well, you know how I feel about people not wearing appropriate amount of clothing. So, no, I no. would not feel better about that. Not helpful. People need to wear more clothing, not less clothing. Okay. All right. I didn't know that you were a Muslim extremist. I'm not a Muslim extremist. I don't want to see your body like that. Like, wear a t-shirt, wear some, you know, wear appropriate length shorts. I don't need to see your ass cheek when you're walking wear around. Wear a fucking hijab cover your entire fucking face that's what i heard i don't want to see your nose all i want to see is your eyes and give me my coffee that's it allah wakbar yeah um (laughs) inshallah yeah so multiple media reports say that corporate executives including at starbucks are reducing their chatter and advocacy on green and social initiatives amid target and bud light stock market disasters well okay on June 13th, NBC reported that gay and transgender employees at Starbucks protested when the company executives told the outlets to reduce their in-store displays for transgenderism and gay status. The group, Star- Starbucks Workers United, is alleging that the company's corporate management has been asking its workers in at least 21 states to take down pride decorations over the last two weeks, a claim the company refutes. The union said that workers in Massachusetts, for ex- instance, 
were being told that there weren't enough labor hours for employees to spend decorating. It added that in Oklahoma, some were told it was a safety concern to block windows with flags and cited threats to target employees <clears throat> over that company's pride displays as a reason for safety concern. Companies executives are trying to bump up the company's stock value. The company de denied the, the policy of reducing support for the pride ceremonies, but an employee union provided evidence of corporate curbs. And this is from Starbucks Workers United. Starbucks partners have been making TikToks about the situation in stores, some going as far back as, as weeks ago. The company can't ignore what is obviously a huge shift in this year's pride in stores. At this store in Wisconsin, Starbucks partners were told pride decorations were okay, only later to have their district manager man to be taken down for not being welcoming to everyone. Heavens! The post-Target, post-Bud-like caution by CEOs is nationwide, according to reports in the Wall Street Journal. Finance chiefs and other executives have significantly quieted down in public settings about their environmental employee diversity efforts. Does anybody remember a couple of years ago? I mean, Jesus, it might be almost 10 years ago, maybe a little bit less, maybe eight years ago, uh, where Starbucks was giving out cups, like, let's have a discussion about race. No. Yeah, that was another faux pas by Starbucks. Now, if Speedway on Arlington Road in Akron pulled that shit, that Speedway would probably be out of business. Um, people, they, like Christopher said, just here for the coffee or in Speedway's case, I'm here to get discount gas station boner pills. Mm -hmm. I'm here to get the cappuccino. I'm here to get my tobacco products, rolling papers, and a Gatorade. I'm not, right. and not interested in any other fucking conversation. Okay? No, I don't even want to like interact with the fucking person, but I have to. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I just yeah. want the shit and I don't want to really talk to anybody. Right. You know, but then like they like try to talk to you because it's their job. You know, you want a bag? Yes, I have fucking six drinks. Put it in a bag. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like automatically just put the drinks in a fucking bag. Don't ask me. Also, like, do you have any do you have wicker baskets i'd prefer that over a bag or... right like do you want a bag no i'm just gonna carry these six fucking drinks with my two arms you know or you go through the the line at the dq <clears throat> every single time do you want lids in a bag yes motherfucker i'm picking <laughs> up four goddamn blizzards yes i want lids in a bag or a fucking carrying cup where do you think i'm gonna put the four blizzards when i'm the only person in the car you moron like, I, I can't stand it. Yes, yeah, this good. is why I don't want to talk to people. Just <laughs> don't talk to me because you're going to reveal your ignorancy and I'm going to be upset. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's so, it. Sorry. No, it's OK. So I didn't know the target was getting death threats. Uh, these... <laughs> I'm still laughing. It's happening. OK. Target was getting death threats because of their pride displays. Um, I, I don't I, I don't know. They people decorate for St. Patrick's Day and none of them are Irish and I don't get offended at all. Uh I don't really care. Um I don't know. Sometimes I feel like people want to make a beef, but at the same time, I mean well, I'm not gonna shop there. It's mm -hmm. fucking Target, man. They don't care if you don't shop there. Yeah. You go to Walmart. Does Walmart have pride decorations? Anybody know? Is Walmart like <laughs> 
We don't de we decorate for Jesus' birthday and his resurrection and America's birthday. We don't fucking decorate for nothing else. I mean, is is Target um actually decorating for Pride? Is it decorations or do they have shirts? It's not decorations. It was so the so the big whoop to do with Target was the uh like tuck friendly bikinis that were yeah. seem seemingly uh advertised towards children which is where people have a tendency to uh get really pissed off about the shit when it's seemingly marketed towards children uh, yeah yeah because it shouldn't be marketed towards children right i agree with that so this is one of the examples i know this is from breitbart so take it with a handful of salt however this is from a target uh display where hashtag take pride and again you know the, the the crazy part about all of this is i would probably walk past this i don't shop at target because i don't have a, i don't have a shit ton of money i am more of a walmart kind of shopper at 11 o'clock at night that's when the best kind of people show up that's the best um, I enjoy that. I also enjoy shopping at Walmart at 11 because the only people I usually have to dodge apart from heroin addicts are workers because they're restocking the shelves for the for the morning shift. So, you know, as long as and workers in your workers in your random redneck with a front. butt. yeah, <laughs> right, right. Exactly. So, yeah, there's a big backlash. And of course, the Bud Light thing with Dylan McElroy or McElvaney or oh, Mulvaney. Mulvaney. I, I know it was Dylan. Um, I did. I wonder why Dylan didn't take his tits out for the White House thing. Dylan uh, because he doesn't have any. Oh, he doesn't. He didn't get augmentations for um, male breasts. That's a shame. I mean, that probably be a better look for him. I know he's skinny. He put some weight on. You know. Maybe some of the guys out there or whatever you identify as will take Dylan out for a Bud Light on them. But, uh, yeah, so there's a big backlash that's happening here. Um, Pride Month with certain stores. Again, I don't know if I, I frequent the Walmart uh, I, and, and Aldi as well. Aldi has no fucking decorations whatsoever. They're like, listen, go down the Aldi finds. Maybe there's some sandals in there. Right. Go ahead. Right. They're like, you want a fucking shopping cart? It's 25 cents. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we're running a business here, not a fucking charity. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was, I'm my jeans pocket where the coin holder is. I have my Aldi quarter on me at all times. All no matter where I'm at, I don't know if I'm going to have to hit the Aldi, but I, I'm an Aldi shopper. And by the way, folks, you ever want to do something nice for me? Everyone do something nice for me. You find the Aldi DOS. You know how there's Adidas flip flops? They have Aldi DOS flip-flops you ever find a size 12 let me fucking know i will wear aldi das sandals with aforementioned pride let me tell okay. you right now I'm, I'm an aldi shopper i'm a big fan uh it's uh one of my favorite places to go they don't that like <clears throat> christmas new year's rosh hashanah whatever it is hitler's birthday they don't decorate for anything they're like whatever just Go ahead, bag your own groceries. Get the fuck out of here. If you picture a store that decorates for Hitler's birthday. <laughs> Some people on Twitter would be like, I'm going to shop there from now on. 
<laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I got Christopher good today. He usually gets me. I got him this time, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And hey, welcome to Starbucks. We have the Fuhrer special. <laughs> What is it? Uh, yeah, it's it's coffee that's been roasted in an oven. <laughs> okay, we're back. We're back. We roast the beans six million at a time. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, wait, no, wait, Chris. The next one would be. Uh, I'm pretty sure it wasn't. A whole six million beans. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would yeah. be the next goddamn thing. Like, wait, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> How do you know? Were you there counting? Oh my god! So yeah, yeah. well, we got a bean counter over here, guys. Yeah, and you know something? We're equal <laughs> opportunity here. He's a Jewish bean counter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh man. Oh, that's why we can't have YouTube videos anymore. Um, <laughs> right. They would just come to my house and execute me. Excuse me, you're Jay Colo? Yes, I am. Okay, well, you violated the third uh, strike. Please face the wall. I'm like, oh, all right. Well, I guess that's the end of that, you know. <laughs> YouTube death squads. <laughs> DEI death squads. <laughs> they have the fucking armband with all of the colors on it. <laughs> like, sir, could you please face the wall? <laughs> Okay, you got me, Frank. <laughs> it's Francine. Get it right. <laughs> oh, man, what a country. I love this place. So let's shift gears a little bit here. I want to talk to you about this next thing. Okay, so next month, for people in the Buckeye State, uh, there's an important uh, ballot measure coming up uh, where everybody's going to be able to, uh, to vote on this sort of thing. All right, I don't know if anybody's heard about this yet. Uh, but it's issue one. Now, when you search for this, if you do a Google on this and you're like, uh, Ohio issue one, there was an issue one in 2022. This isn't the same thing. This is 2023 in the year of our Lord. Okay. Let's talk about what's on issue one. All right. Ohio ballot board passes controversial language for controversial proposal to make it harder for voters to pass amendments. Mm-hmm. Despite continuous protests, the Ohio ballot board has approved the language for state issue one, which will ask voters if the state constitution should be harder to amend. Mind you how hard it is to amend the federal constitution. Okay. And I guess use that maybe as a standard. Again, the whole thing is designed to be hard. Like change takes a lot of time. Institutional change takes a lot of time. And again, this is coming at it from a complete vanilla perspective, like, you know, neutral, you know, putting your ideology aside, just looking at it as it functions or doesn't function correctly, depending on your point of view. State issue one was just approved Thursday, but it has been causing controversy for months now. State lawmakers in the House and Senate passed Senate Joint Resolution 2 on May 10th. It would place a measure on a special election ballot in August to require 60% supermajority of Ohio voters to amend the state's constitution, a move some lawmakers hope will make it less likely that voters will make abortion legal in November. Issue 1 asks voters if Ohio should require that any proposed amendment to the constitution of the state of Ohio receive the approval of at least 60% of eligible voters voting on proposed amendment. Beth Vanderkoy with the anti-abortion group Right to Life, I bet Beth is a wild time, 
uh, is supportive of making it harder to amend the Ohio Constitution ahead of possible vote to legalize abortion this November. I see this as a win for Ohioans who will have an opportunity for Ohioans to weigh in on on what it will take to amend our Constitution. Beth told News 5 at the the day the amendment proposal passed. Democrats and nonpartisan organizations say the language is purposely misleading by not including the current standards for passing constitutional amendments, which is a simple majority of 50% plus one. First past the post, right, guys? Voters should also know signature requirements will expand from 44 to all 88 counties. Jen Miller with League of Women Voters of Ohio said, my biggest concern is that Ohioans will look at this ballot language, will not understand if they vote yes, they're actually voting to take their own personal power and write away as an Ohio voter, Miller said. Republicans have admitted this effort is largely to stop abortion from becoming legal. Miller says it does so much more, including diminishing a voter's choice on issues like redistricting, workers' laws and bonds, like funding for bridges. They're taking away our rights as voters, or they're attempting to do so during an election that many Ohioans won't even know it's happening. You're right. Most people won't know it's happening. Her team is the latest to sign on to the lawsuit to prevent issue one from getting on the ballot since law scholars say the effort was done illegally. Beth says the election is Democrat is democratic since it's just giving the choice to voters in August. It's never a wrong time to do the right thing, she said. So this is what's going on. This is the new ballot language for the August issue coming up uh, with regard to the constitutional amendment. The Ohio or amending the Constitution, excuse me, the Ohio ballot board on Tuesday approved a rewrite rewrite of ballot language for the August issue that make it harder to change Ohio's constitution. The move came one day after the Ohio Supreme Court ordered the GOP controlled board to correct errors in the original language for the ballot question known as issue one. Voters will decide on August 8th whether it should take 60% of the vote to amend the constitution instead of a simple majority of 50 plus one. The one person one vote coalition joined by three other voters, argued in a lawsuit that the previous language was inaccurate and misleading. A 4-3 Republican majority on the state Supreme Court agreed with the group on two counts and determined the language incorrectly described how many signatures citizens need to collect for proposed amendments. It said that groups have to gather signatures from 5% of all electors in 88 counties, but it's actually 5% of voters from the last gubernatorial election, which is a smaller number. See what I mean here? Like, Mm -hmm. it's just fuckery all over the place. Previously titled for the issue, elevating the standards to qualify for and to pass any constitutional amendment could mislead voters. Justices said that the word any incorrectly suggests that the signature changes would apply to all amendments when they apply only to citizen-initiated proposals. Republicans on the ballot board accept the new language from Secretary of State Frank LaRose's office. I've met Frank. Um, He's personally, as a human, he's not a bad guy, but whatever. Um... Again, he's a politician office that scrapped any for any from the title and corrected the signature rule. LaRose said his office believes the changes comply with the court ruling. Attorney Don uh, McTeague, who represents the coalition, wasn't so sure, proposed additional tweaks to the phrasing rejected by the board, said would further clarify signature requirements and improve the title. Okay, let's put it to you this way. (sighs) Republicans and Republican interests in the state of Ohio. And again, you, you can disagree with me if you want, but they're using their power. That's what this is. They're using their position of power. 
being the dominant party in both chambers, right? Owning the governor's house, owning the Supreme Court of the state, all right? And controlling what? Uh, 81 out of 88 counties in Ohio, okay? If the role, let me ask you this. Do you think that any of this would be different if it was a Democrat-dominated situation? Party, here's the difference, though. Democrats play to win most of the time, if not all the time. Yeah. They don't play to, to not lose. They usually play to win and take full advantage of the situation. But political parties are supposed to do that. That's the whole idea, right? We have power. We're going to use it. Republicans, like, again, they're supposed to be the party of smaller government. That's They've never shrunk any government ever in history of anything from the county level to the federal level. It's never happened. They're, it's just, never they're happened. just progressives driving the speed limit. Right, exactly. Like Michael says, right? Just, yeah, uh, conservatism is progressivism driving the speed limit. Exactly what it is. They'll get there eventually, right? <coughs> lightning, not at lightning speed. Um, they're just utilizing their power. Now, when it comes to the state constitution and amending it, again, all I have to tell you about the Ohio Constitution and its amendments is look at what allowed uh, casino gambling. It put casino gambling mm-hmm. in the hands of a cartel. Right. So Angel, Chris, and Jay can't open up their own gambling shop. We can't run our own casino because we're not written into the Ohio Constitution as being part of that group that has the sole power to open up these casinos. Now, maybe that's changed since they wrote it, but that's the way it was written. It, yeah. it was a small group that would control everything. All right. Only a few people are going to profit from that. Right. That tells you everything you need to know. And furthermore, to take more power out of direct democracy from the people. Mm-hmm. Some people could say that's a bad thing. Some people could say it's a good thing. I think I'm indifferent. It, it doesn't matter. Like, even if uh, the voters put something on a ballot initiative and people don't, if the, if the fucking uh, state house doesn't like it, rest assured they're going to get rid of it yeah the the fact that we're having an abortion conversation again i got some stats for you guys okay i got some stats first of all all of you fucking squares out there i don't i don't i'm not going to announce my position on abortion because i'm not a woman and it's none of my motherfucking business it doesn't matter what i think and it doesn't matter what you think as a woman either you don't get to tell other people what to do that's what that's supposed to be the way it is Regardless of what your preacher, rabbi, pastor, imam, uh, Brahma, whatever, Jesus Christ, his Mm -hmm. friend Joseph Smith and uh, the the angel Moroni or whatever the fuck it is you believe in, it doesn't matter. You don't have a say in what people do with their bodies. It's just not. You don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter whether you approve, because I love hearing that. Like, well, I'm against it, but I think that you should. Okay, just minus the first part. I I don't want to know about it, and I don't give a fuck. Yeah. It's not my problem, okay? That's your problem to square away with yourself, okay? That's it. That's all I'm saying about it. But the fact that we're having this discussion again, first of all, it is, is it a health care issue? Yeah, it's a health care issue. It's a health care issue. We've got, you know, lots of us have sisters, nieces, and nephews, cousins, or we're just regular human beings who have friends that are females that I don't want them going to a fucking Ramada Inn with some quack and a fucking screwdriver and a pair of pliers. Mm -hmm. I don't want that to happen because she could die. Right. Okay. Right. She could fucking die. Right. 
Now, some of the religious people might come forward and say, well, that's what you get. Well, fuck you, man. Like, who the fuck are you to pass any kind of judgment on anybody? None of you are clean. Believe me. Nobody is. Mm -hmm. Nobody's got it. Nobody bats a thousand in this fucking game. Don't be retarded. Don't be stupid. Mind your own fucking business. The fact. And you know what, man? Like, if I again, if I were running the show. okay, let's just put myself in the Republican shoes, because I'm sorry for those. you. I, I think I think they're both fucking nuts. But the the party that advocates for children to be able to chop their fucking uh, body parts off without their parents' consent is is a whole another bag of crazy. That that's crazy with extra steps. Like some of you people are fucking out of your goddamn mind, out of your mind. Okay, fucking crazy with the special sauce. Right. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just I I can't even begin to. But that's not the point here. The point is this: you still haven't changed your setting on your watch to no, not do that. No, I haven't. That's my bad. But here's the thing, right? If I'm running as a Republican, okay, let's say not even running. Let's say I'm running the Republican National Committee. If do you want to win? Do you want to win? Here's a winning ticket. Full legalization. Mm-hmm. Okay. Get rid of everybody's student fucking loans. Well, I didn't take them out. Buddy, they have been spending your money on shit that would make your fucking skin crawl. Let alone on someone getting a degree. You really want to know what we what they've spent your tax dollars on since since the day you started working? Give me a fucking break. Quit trying to pray, you know, play high and mighty. Like, well, I didn't take out the loan. Nobody pays for my mortgage. Great. Yeah. But your tax dollars. You have any idea what your money did in Iraq? You have any idea what your money did in fucking Afghanistan? Or the money that was given to other countries who did horrible shit with it? Give me a break. Don't draw, don't fucking draw this line because everybody who gets a college degree, some fucking liberal. All right. That's not how it works. So I would, I'd be like, okay, here's the deal. We're going to wipe away everybody's marker. All right. We're going to we're going to get we're going to get rid of all these stupid drug laws because all it does is make more criminals, which feeds the prison industrial complex. Mm-hmm. We're going to get rid of that and we're going to run on a pro gun uh, approach. OK, we want more. We want more people to have access to firearms to defend themselves against the scum of the earth. OK, that's what, it's a win win. Mm-hmm. Again, are you looking to win? Or are you going to still peddle this fucking 19th century principle like, oh, well, you know, the family and just that and the other thing and God and all this other stuff. Like, listen, God's got nothing to do with government. I'll, I'll be the first person to tell you that right now. Okay? That's not how this works. All right? right? They don't want to win. And their principles, apart from, like, there's some backlash with this trans stuff or, or the gay rights stuff. Apart from that, again, it, the agenda sometimes is not that different. Like, how many times are they going to fool you fucking idiots into thinking they care about you? I mean, the best part is the people that believe Democrats care about them. Like, I know Republicans don't give a fuck about their constituents. Mm. I mean, that's laughable. The, the Republicans <laughs> care about working class people? Hardy fucking har har. But there's still people that'll click a Democratic ticket, the same party who fucking shipped their jobs all over the place, broke the backs of the unions, never fucking stood up for the working people in a hundred goddamn years. And there's like, well, you know, we've been like the people up in fucking Detroit voted for the same goddamn party, Cleveland, same goddamn party for 70 fucking years. And then they look around saying, well, if it wasn't for, you know, Donald Trump or blah, blah, blah. 
It's you guys. It's the same fucking gang, man. You just change name tags. Like, mm-hmm. really? But no, you can't. Again, full legalization. Wipe the markers clean with people. Fuck it. Throw them a UBI. Like I said, they spend your money on unspeakable horrors all the time. But you want to draw the line here with somebody getting a degree and helping them out. Right? Again, we're talking about this not from, like, you know, the anarchists are going to be like, well, fuck the government. Yeah, we understand. We get that. We, we understand. Fuck the government. We understand. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about it from a pragmatic point of view. You're, you're, in, you're on the Monopoly board. You're playing this game. I'm asking you to look at it from a, practica- from a point of practicality. Mm-hmm. Okay? And also, if you're a Machiavellian and you're looking to win, what do you do? You appeal to people's pocketbooks. You appeal to people's liberties. And yeah, I would lose the whole anti-abortion thing over fucking night. Be like, I wouldn't even address it. Be like, hey, uh, Mr. Colot, you're running for governor of the state of Ohio. Uh, what's your position on abortion? I'm not answering the fucking question. It's, it's none of my business and it's none of yours. I, I, I will not answer the fucking question. We're here to help people fucking get out from underneath the hole. We, like we were talking about, we went down, uh, we went down to the river uh, across the river into West Virginia over the weekend. For those of you who have never traveled along the river on the Ohio side, from let's say Portsmouth, Ohio, heading west to Cincinnati, if you want to see fucking abject poverty, you want to see what poor folks really look like, head down, head down to the Riverlands and look at how some people live. Look at poor Portsmouth, Ohio, the epicenter of the opioid epidemic started right fucking there. Okay, look at what happened to Portsmouth, Ohio. Angel's been down to Portsmouth, Ohio. She'll tell you what it looks like. It's a fucking ghost town for the most part. Yeah. Like you see people nodding off on benches. Like it, it is, it is a wreck. All right. It is, but nobody cares about those people, right? Nobody cares about those poor people, right? They don't give a fuck. Right. It's, it's more of the same. It, it always boils down to more of the same. So anyway, if you're a Republican and you want to win, try to embrace something that's going to give people incentive to vote for you. Okay. And as far as people who are anti-abortion, I don't see a lot of people lining up at fucking adoption clinics to get kids who are not wanted by their parents. You know, it's harder for people to adopt children than it is for foster care. And I have a dear friend of mine who went into foster care and him and his two brothers were only fed cereal. You want to know why? Because it was cheap and the parents were getting a check from the state and they wanted to spend the fewest amount of dollars possible per child Mm -hmm. so they can maximize their motherfucking profit. Okay. It's all a racket. All of it's a racket. So make it easier on your fucking neighbors. If we're going to play this game, try to make it easier on, on, on your neighbors. And if, and if you really, if, I don't get it. If you want to win, and especially for, for the Democrats, you've already got a couple, right? You're pro-abortion, right? You do want to pay people's bills, right? You're not anti-war. We know that. And uh, what? What else? If you drop the gun thing, I think more people would be inclined to listen to you. Uh, but that's, they again, they're controlled by their national parties. There's not much we could do about that. I'll get off my soapbox now, but that's it. That's all I have for this week. Got a lot of exciting news. A lot of things we covered. Angel's still going to go to Starbucks. Yep. She's not giving it up, even if Mancock comes out and, you know, tit, man tits uh, uh, show. No, I don't want to see that. But I already said you, no. But would you still accept the coffee? No. Oh, you wouldn't accept the coffee? I don't want to see people without proper clothing all right fair enough <laughs> just saying what, what if they handed you the coffee and then said ha titties uh, <laughs> i guess maybe i might laugh 
<laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but, I mean, if they're just going to be in the nude as I'm going through, I probably won't go. I don't want to see that shit. Fair enough. And by the way, the amount unless of- they got like a hairnet on their pubes. Well, that yes. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, I, I'm not specifically meaning just like you know LGBTQ people. I mean, all people, any or any no person. people, yeah. people no that don't identify people. as people. I don't want to see you not clothed. <laughs> all right, at all you know, different levels and classes. Like, just please wear clothes. I want to. Uh, <laughs> when it comes to the abortion thing, I want to remind everybody that the numbers have been dropping dramatically since a peak in the late 80s and early 90s it has steadily dropped steadily dropped one of the uh, you know what did barack obama say uh uh safe accessible and very rare well i think you've kind of achieved that right mm. i mean there's there's been a dramatic drop a peak of 1.6 million recorded in 1990 and down to 615,911 procedures done according to the Centers for Disease Control. I mean, take it with a grain of salt, if you will. Um, again, a dramatic decrease. So, again, if, if, you, uh, if you go by the numbers, it's really not something that has been going up. I don't, I mean, the outrage, but the outrage is always going to be there. So, just again, I'll put these stats in the show notes for you. If you want to take a peek at them, go ahead, uh, check it out. Um, again, they speak for themselves. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to my friends here. Start with Angel. If there's anything else you want to talk about, otherwise we will depart. Visit, go visit the bit shoot, please. Yeah, thank you. Christopher, anything at all? Nah. Okay. Nah. Excellent. Chris also wants you to visit the bit shoot. He does. I do. I want you to visit the bit shoot, and I want you to bring your patronage to Tudor's Biscuit World if you're anywhere near that place. Yes, indeed. The biscuits were delicious. Weirton, West Virginia, lovely little town, set in in, in the mountains. Very nice place, right across the river. Uh, it's one of it's the only city in West Virginia that you can cross from PA to West Virginia to Ohio and not run into another West Virginia township. It's very interesting. So it's kind of right in there, jammed up in there, as it will, uh, right by uh, Steubenville. It's not oh. jellied in there. It's jammed. No, in there. jammed, jammed. Also rhymes with rammed. Speaking of rammed, uh, I would like to uh, thank our sponsors, of course, GorseNexus.com, Ray Faba Fine Art and Design from the Great Lakes, Team Mandalore, who keeps cycling very weird, I Paint Akron, we're all accidents, are in fact very happy accidents. Please don't forget to check out our friend Bobby Ackerman and Fairly Decent Golf on the, the TikTok and the Instagram and YouTube's uh our merch is on there uh bobby put together a couple designs again check it out ladies and gentlemen let's get to the task at hand which is making sure you don't smell like a pile of garbage okay so father's day is coming up it's a little bit late to uh, put your orders in now okay father's day the bronze medal of holidays hallmark holidays with mother's day being the gold medal you missed that one valentine's day being the silver you really missed that one and Father's Day, bronze, which is going to be coming up here this weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to make uh, your dad feel special and you want to increase his chances of being treated well by your mom, uh, please consider going to Akron Apothecary and checking out Todd's Very Gay Soap. Check out the assorted soaps, handmade cold press soap, from gay hands to your butt cheeks, your dung ditch, 
ball bag, under the ball, fat folds, thighs, thick oh, thighs, armpits, all of that good stuff, belly buttons, fat folds. Let me tell you something. It gets hot out there. You know what I mean? When I was walking around the zoo this weekend, um, I was grateful that I had washed with Todd's very gay soap because guess what? I still smelled great after walking around, doing some hills, checking out some aminals, right? Checking out the aminals at the zoo. Mm -hmm. I still smelled fresh and clean because I used gay soap, Todd's gay soap, like Bond, James Bond, (laughs) soap, Todd's gay soap. Check out AkronApothecary.com. Support our friend Todd and his gay business. It's Pride Month. Don't be a fucking bigot because I want to remind everybody, Todd's Gay Soap is... Ooh, oh, that ass. Don't be a clown and leave that booty hole dookie brown, baby. <laughs> bye everybody have a great week we'll talk to you later see ya (laughs) Gorlami